Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your hosts, the Greys, Jim and Tom. In this episode, we are going all in. As last week, we kind of talked about we were going to venture into the world of professional wrestling. Yep. Um, and although we don't fit the criteria for <laughs> being professional wrestlers yet, I feel like we have no. we still have time. We watched a professional wrestling event that happened on September 1st, and it was promoted by the Bullet Club, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson. And that, yep. is, that is called All In. When you found out, Tom, that Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, they're going to go out there and promote their own wrestling event. And they're going to try and book this 10,000-seat venue. What did you think? I don't know. Like, I, I've been out of the scene for a long time. But I, I always liked Cody Rhodes. Yeah. It was always weird what they had him do. And I don't know, because I've only really ever watched the WWE. Yeah. And some TNA and stuff. Tried. And, uh, you know, never really got into it too much. But, you know, all the great wrestlers now, are they're all from, you know, Ring of Honor mm-hmm. and, and all these other... All these uh, pro wrestling guerrilla, yeah, the indie New Japan, all these like Indian uh, indie promotions, and the indie promotions that through all you know really participated in all in. So I thought it was crazy, yeah, to go against the big guy. It's, yeah, you get three guys, two of which have been. I you know, there's rumors that they're on the want list of WWE, and they don't want to go there. Even I mean, they were for the longest time they were using the the two sweet logo. For the Bullet Club and the WWE sent a cease yeah, and desist. So what do they do? They still they make their shirts with them doing the the two sweet Wolfpack stuff, and over it, it says cease and desist. <laughs> so they're like, all right, is that if that's what you want to do? We'll we'll combat that with with our our yeah. pettiness too. Yeah, they're smart and they're they're young. Yeah, uh, they could take those. You know, they're young, but they've been in the business yeah. for a real long time. And especially Cody Rhodes, he's. Yeah. He's been a, a early thirties. I think they're both like all three yeah. of them are in their early thirties. But he's been, you know, viewing wrestling his whole life. Yeah. So. And if if anybody were going to do it, like I wouldn't have thought Cody Rhodes would have been the one to say, I can book a ten thousand. Yeah. Know, and and they did. It had to go for eleven thousand people. Sold out in less than thirty minutes. Yeah. Opened it on a Sunday. Closed it that Sunday, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And it was held in Chicago. Which when they they said it was going to be Chicago, I was like. Oh, maybe CM Punk's going to show up. Yeah, I kind of thought that, but I don't think he wants to wrestle at all. So. Yeah, I was hoping he was, but now he's like got this issue with he uh, has a lawsuit with Colt Cabana now, and Colt Cabana was there, and they were best friends and all. Yeah, I don't. I, now they don't like each other. Yeah, because they were in a. This is all what I got from the UFC podcast. Uh, so CM Punk sued WWE's doctors. Yeah, and Colt Cabana was on that lawsuit, and Punk won but never paid Colt Cabana. Okay. So Colt Cabana was like, no, man, like, get it right. Sued him and said, I want half of what you got. And Punk's like, no. So now they're not friends. Really? Yeah. Punk seems like he might be an asshole. Yeah, that's what I'm getting out this of This whole move was kind of a dick move that he did with the W. That's We're not here to bash, you know. Um, but The WWE? Yeah, WWE or CM Punk, but... We'd still love to have anybody that represents both of those people on the yeah. podcast, right? But I was I was curious to see because those three are big names, but you have to have like the more people that are bigger names on this card. So like I was thinking we're gonna get like a Tommy Dreamer, right? Just incredible old ECW guys. You probably see like Sabu show up, yeah. and they're like, 
no, we're not going to do that. You might see them, but not wrestling. Yeah. They they took every like the big stars from TNA and from Ring of Honor, New Japan, Lucha Libre, all that stuff, and they said you guys are going to headline this match, like these matches. Right. They didn't have to go with um, washed up talent. Yeah. Which you would think somebody would do. You know, they would be the easy slim. You know, the easy pickings, yeah. low hanging fruit, but. They went with, like, if you want to say the best talents in WWE, and maybe Impact, but probably not Impact. But if you want to say they're in WWE, they went with the best talent that's not in the WWE. Exactly. And potentially the best talent anyway. I think Kenny Omega is ranked number one uh, as the best wrestler of 2018. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on this list, how many people did you recognize the name of? When you looked over the matches, you were like, all right, no. No. I mean... Like I said, I, I've I've been out of watching Stephen Amell. Yeah, I recognize, but I've been out of and Christopher Daniels actually, because he's been around forever. But um, I've been out of watching wrestling for a couple of years, and I never watched indies before. Yeah. Then so, which is crazy because we have an indie promotion here with CZW, yep. uh, fifteen minutes away from where we live. Yeah. And have you ever gone? Like, no. you ever even wanted to go to that? No, I mean, I've heard it's like super like bloody. It's like. Yeah, it's hepatitis from one of those because they they you know there's a New Jersey reputation for it being you know New Jersey Philadelphia reputation yeah. reputation from East, old ECW days. So yeah, they they name dropped uh, CZW in in the one of the matches. I think it was the Joey Janela match. Yeah, I think he might have come from there. And one of the big guys that came from there is uh, Dean Ambrose. Yep. Yeah, I think he wrestled under like Johnny Moxley. But this the whole thing kind of starts with their pre-show. Uh, that we're just going to kind of skip over. Yeah, sure. But it had the best battle royale I've That's ever seen saying. in my life. Yeah. And we, you and I were talking about it on our way to here as Village Fan Fest. Uh, the guy that that I was weirded out by, and I was like, I don't get his gimmick, was uh, Jimmy Jacobs. <laughs> the one, in, he had like a tutu on. And he, I, think he, yeah. I think he kissed Billy Gunn. <laughs> and and um, there was another guy, his name is Marco Stunt. He probably weighs 40 pounds. Oh, really? And he yeah. has a huge afro, but he pulled off one of the sickest, like, corkscrew code breakers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and he just, on Brian Cage of all people, but that, it was called Zero Hour is the, the pre-show. And it had that battle, over the budget battle royale. It had uh, SEU. Great name, by the way. Yeah. Had uh, Frank Azaria and Scorpio Sky versus the Briscoes, which was a fantastic match. But we're going to cover the, the main card of this uh, this match. <laughs> That opened up with um, their three announcers. We we got to see uh, Excalibur, mm-hmm. um, who I've never seen in my life. I don't mm-hmm. know much about Excalibur. I feel like it's just a white guy who threw on a Lucha Libre mask. Oh, um, then you have Ian Riccoboni mm-hmm. and Don Callis. Don Callis. Yeah, he had some throwback. Yeah, you know Don Callis. Yeah. Uh, at least some people should. And then in the background, the, the behind-the-scenes guy was Sean Mooney. Yeah. <laughs> the internet, like, I wanted to watch this, but I was like... I got home on the first. It was like ten thirty. I got home and I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna pay forty dollars for the last right. hour." So I was following it on Twitter, and when Sean Mooney, like they went to him, he had the biggest pop. Like Twitter really? just exploded. They're like, "Is that fucking Sean Mooney?" <laughs> Everyone's like, "You know Sean Mooney? He's there." So he Sean Mooney showed up, which was great. But the first match opens up with MJF versus Matt Cross. Mm-hmm. Who I only know as Son of Havoc because of Netflix and the the Lucha uh, Underground stuff, right? And I thought he was a new wrestler, and it comes out that he's been wrestling for twenty years on the indie <laughs> circuit, 
and uh, he's going up against a guy MJF who's only wrestled for three years. Yeah. The the takeaways I got from from this match was, and, oh, and this Maxwell Jacob Friedman MJF. Yeah. He's been like I think he's he's been coached and actually like outside of wrestling is uh trains with uh one of the young bucks yeah and i he was trained by kurt hawkins yeah, yeah. who's in uh because he's a long island guy he came yeah. out in like burberry tights <clears throat> he he's a persona that i'm like oh i do not like you but mm-hmm. the first thing i wrote was like and this is going to contain spoilers for, sure. for a wrestling match that's happened multiple times but um i guess we should do a disclosure that you and i are not professional wrestling uh critics or so, or have enough knowledge really to critique it, but, yeah, but we're I'm, just we're going based it. off of what we liked and what we didn't like. And I did stars too. I gave it one out of five stars, so yeah. I'm ready to roll. So the thing I wrote about uh, MJF was I loved the way that he messed with the audience. Like he immediately established, like if you don't know who he is, like I'm a heel. Yeah, and he played that very well. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm really gonna like you, but he he did like uh, the gut wrench power bomb with Cross's hand in his tights. Yeah, he and then he did a did a uh, pendulum pile driver to the ring apron. Mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus Christ! There's a lot of stuff like that going on up until <clears throat> the ones that had the younger guys that didn't have like the the stories yeah. that we that we know of, like this. The, the guys had a lot of talent. Like these guys were able to pull some stuff off that, like maybe you know you didn't see in the other the, the more established wrestlers matches, yeah. but. And I, I like this. I like the whole setup of this because it's zero. Pro, there's really no promos. They're not cutting promos in the end. Like you're not seeing a lot of the behind the stage stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a pure wrestling. And well, that's a thing. I think that because there really isn't a story. To, I know this is a bunch of different organizations that got together. It is like an an old like prom, like a uh, traveling promotion yeah. show. It, it it got it's a bunch of organizations got together through their championships mm-hmm. on the show. So. And like I think there were two stories. There was the uh, the Hangman Page and the Joey Ryan story. Yeah. And then there was the Cody and Nick Aldis. Yeah. Uh, and that's really all the promos you got. You got maybe like three minutes of promos, and then it was all wrestling. And it was really good to see like DDTs and pile drivers. And you should. Well, this like, is five hours from pre-show to the ending. Yeah. Of pure and, wrestling. Of, yeah. Of and ninety percent of it's wrestling, unlike WWE where. You know, the, the, they make sure that everybody knows the storyline. They show mm-hmm. the vignettes. They show the backstage interviews, and so. <clears throat> and I like none of that was in here. I like the because it's all the wrestling that I grew we grew up on, like yeah. the pile drivers, the DDT. I love the flips. I'm a mm-hmm. sucker for somebody who jumps over the top rope. <laughs> and then I love that people can like, you know, a cl- like the Bradshaw. Remember Bradshaw? Yeah. His finishing move was a clothesline. Yeah. That's a pretty standard move. Clothesline from hell. Yeah, and he would get pinned, and you're good to go, right? These guys are, like, throwing, like, people through tables, and damn near yeah. paralyzing everybody, and they're kicking out of their matches, like, kicking out of their finishers. Mm-hmm. So the multiple finisher aspect, I really liked. But back to MJF and Matt Cross. 20 years versus three years, Matt Cross's athleticism was ridiculous. Yeah. And Matt Cross ends up winning. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, like did. it didn't feel like, like I said, you know, we're 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 putting a storyline to each match that we don't know about, but it felt like he was there to help the young kid out. Yeah, but he didn't. He yeah. won, which you know, he's still really active on that Lucha Underground. 
Right. Uh, he wrestles in like a uh, just a black mask. Okay. Like to his mouth, and then it's just all beard. It was like if you were to put on a black like <laughs> ski mask and cut the mouth out. Okay. That's really what he wrestles in, and he's a uh, he's super. He was super athletic. Yeah. And uh, in great shape. So, well, well uh, come on. I saw some of these guys wrestling that were not. Joey Janela yeah. was, was like you and I could have got in there. But well, he put on one of the best matches of the show. Right. Well, a lot of these guys, the, the what you're going to see here is like there's no real big 6'10ers and stuff like that. There's, yeah. no, there's no giants. That's like WWE's thing is bigger the body, the better the chance they got. Yeah. I think the tallest person <clears throat> was, what, Okada? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if you go back to the the over the budget top row Royale, I would think Moose. Yeah, like what a name, Moose. <laughs> and he was a beast, but I think he was the first one eliminated. Yeah, you had Moose and Brian Cage, who's a, a freak. Yeah, but I I gave this a three and a half star. Um, out of five, three and a half out of five. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that I can agree with. It made me like a. It I made might me go. Like a, you might go four? No. You know, at three and a half because, yeah, three and a half works. Yeah, it made me like MJF, who I thought I wasn't going to like. Right. And I thought that you know, maybe... Everybody because, was established. The heel was established. Yeah. Dude. It was a good... And you was, caught... For me, it caught me off guard thinking that the the old good guy was going to put over the yeah. young bad guy. So, but it didn't happen that way. So Yeah, and it was a, it was a great opener. <laughs> right. Great opener to your main card. So, uh, I'll go into that. The next match is probably the one that would have made me spend the $40, and that was Stephen Amell, <laughs> one of my three million man crushes, uh, versus Christopher Daniels, who I remember watching in TNA and all over. Yeah, uh, just never... Was he ever in WWE? I don't think to, he was. To my knowledge, no. He might have done a house show. like Right, but he's uh, always been a staple of all indie scenes. Mm-hmm. He was on early impact yep. wcw i think they said he was on the first ring of honor pay-per-view really yeah he's been doing it for like 25 years yeah and he's still in great shape yeah. he can still flip and yeah. always the same style always the same like psychologies yeah. you know he's i think he's the fallen angel he's always been like the mm-hmm. fallen angel something and, like that and what a what a great match for Stephen amell to have you know Stephen amell's a great actor he does great stunts and you know, he's wrestled, he did a Ring of Honor six-man tag team. He did the yeah. WWE SummerSlam stuff with Cody Rhodes as Star- Stardust and Neville and Wade Barrett. But he's never did a solo match, right? Right. So what great? what's a great way to go in with a legend who can really show you everything? Real, yeah. Cut a great promo. Like, there's this uh, Being the Elite, my buddy Dan. Is Which all is the web it. series. Yeah, my buddy Dan sends me, like, all the, <clears throat> the Being the Elite stuff. And there was a promo with, like, Cody and Steven working out. And then Christopher Daniels came in, and he's talking about how I'm going to cancel Arrow. And, like, you know, I'm a legend. You shouldn't <laughs> even be in here with it. Um, going into it, I was like, man, Stephen Amell's really going to get outclassed in this. Well, I mean, the actors turned wrestlers has a, you know, li- you know, who's the one that ended WCW, basically? David Arquette. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. And any, any other star that's ever made their way over into actually wrestling. Yeah, Andy Kaufman. Always, yeah, well. <laughs> um, but it's all been bad. Yeah, it really has been. Yeah. Even when, like, other athletes come over. Like, remember when uh, yeah, yeah. Mayweather was trying to wrestle the big show? Right. Like, what a joke that was. Yeah, and and even the football players that come over, mm-hmm. there's a, they do a lot of work to make them look decent. And yeah. I think, like, LT might have been the only one that looked yeah. okay. Yeah, and he was the one who really had a career. The other guys that are coming over to get cut like their first year in the season. Because like, look at yeah. remember when Brock Lesnar 
went to go play for the Vikings. Yeah, and he couldn't handle it. Well, he was sick, too. But. Yeah. <clears throat> Brock Lesnar, man. If he stopped juicing, he, who knows what could have happened. But anyway. Anyway. It opens up. Stephen Amell comes out with to the Bullet Club music, which is great. He's <laughs> part of the Vigilante Club. He had his black leather vest with his patch on. If he was at Heroes and Villains Fan Fest when selling those, Tom, I would have bought it. <laughs> I would have bought his whole outfit. And I would have worn it home with my fanny pack for the fanny boys. That would have been our uniform. But the thing that really made me pop was Josh Segarra coming out as his manager. Yeah. His co-star played Prometheus and Arrow. He comes out laser-focused. Yeah, like, he, he, into it. Like, like he was 100% into it. And yeah. we, we saw him yesterday. And he was in the Bash of the Beach WW, WCW shirt. Yeah. Uh, he's 100% a wrestling fan. But he came out in a Prometheus Club shirt, which was even cooler. Uh, and to me, Amel looked, Amel looked great. For, yeah. I mean, for a guy that doesn't put all his time into this, mm-hmm. basically he does this. He's trained the last couple months in between seasons. Yeah. You know, there's young guys that look better, but yeah, they, oh yeah. that's because they train. They train their whole lives, and, you know, they say, all right, I can't do anything else but this yeah. and work like in a, you know, yeah, I can't be as a, a bartender to make money. Actually, yeah, I can't be but, in Vancouver shooting a show. Yeah. And, you know, get. And he is, I mean, he's CrossFit, he's in shape, mm-hmm. he does stunts, not all of his own stunts, but he does a lot of stunts. Yeah. So. There's an aspect of it that he should be able to pick up, but I, I think he just performed really great. Yeah, he ha- he has the potential. Like, he has the potential of, like, Arrow is done. Maybe he could try to train full-time. And he could be a big draw, but I feel like WWE would try to snatch him up because of his name. But I don't... He doesn't... What does he care? Yeah. Not money. He's got a kid. Yeah, but... If he can make money like Cody Rhodes is making... Right. That would be I, awesome. I think he, he could be part of this... That's if he wants to do this. Yeah. I don't think there's there's probably going to be somebody that wants to hire him to be an actor. Hopefully. Right. You know, hopefully Marvel hires him after Arrow is done. He's going to maintain. I think he'll maintain some acting, but he could definitely be, you know, he could definitely probably cut a promo, be a manager, train for that. Yeah. Once or twice a year. He there's money in being a manager if you, you know, yeah, look, look at Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Well, he's the greatest of all time. But. Yeah. Look at um, Jimmy Hart. Right. You know what I mean? He's still doing making money. He's still out there making money. But the, the highlights I had of this match were Stephen Mel's crowd work. Yeah. Like he worked he played the He's the face. Yeah, he's the face and we knew Christopher Daniels was gonna be the villain and Christopher Daniels kind of was perfect with that. Like the Hawkeye knee well, pad he had yeah. was such a troll job. But well I what's loved smart it. is this is uh Christopher or uh, Stephen Mel probably couldn't ever try to be anything but yeah uh the good guy so it's smart for him to like just play up and, and ham it up a little yeah. bit like that and when he flipped them flipped uh daniels the bird yeah. i was like he double birded him i was like oh this is awesome because you know cw's probably like, oh my god don't do it right cw probably was watching this and when he pulls the shane mcmahon move and jumps from one end of the yeah, ring coast to the to other coast. yeah and that was he said, I've never even practiced that. Yeah. I feel like he was just like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. That looks so far. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that you say, yeah, that's what Shane McMahon always does. The, th- yep. the, the only guy like crazier than uh, uh, Cactus Jack is probably Shane McMahon. Probably. All the, the lunatic stuff he does. He's jumping he off the he, Titan He needs absolutely no reason for him to do that. But but he he made it. it Daniel sold good, it. Sold it. Yeah. And then he jumps through a table. Right. Uh, and he like, you know, Christopher Daniels hit all his moves on him. Yeah. And and he sold Stephen Amell sold pretty yeah. good. The table setup was probably the the most cringeworthy moment. 
Yeah. Because like he late he falls off the mat, stands up and rolls directly and lays out on the table. Right. I was like, all right, well that was kind of rough. Well, yeah, there's some staging that you don't. Yeah. You you pick up. You know your timing is going to be off. I guess if you never. You, this is match number two for him. Yeah. So. Just think of it like that. Think of every guy's second match. Yeah. It's probably not as good as his. Especially someone who's not by trade a wrestler. Right. And I didn't see Sagara anywhere else after the match. No. Like, does he, like, walk him down and then leave? I guess. Like, does he go behind the barrier? Well, this, is, this is a lot different than... The only ones that kept their guys out there was uh, Cody, right? I don't know. They left, too. No, because uh, Brandy was there. Brandy was the only Brandy one. Brandy was, but DDP came from the. Oh, he came he from, came the, from back. the back. That's right. Yeah. So, like, because uh, Daniels came out with uh, Kazarian and right. uh, Scorpio uh, Sky. I keep wanting to call him Stereo Sky, but Scorpio <laughs> Sky. Uh, so yeah, and Brandy was there to, for the story. But yeah. yeah. Oh, and Brandy was there for Flip Flip Gordon too. Yeah. That was that was weird. There's, I guess, there's a story there too. Um, if I'm gonna, yeah. Well, they both Brandy and. Yeah, we'll get off of him for just a second. They both work for Ring of Honor. Yeah. They're both currently on the Ring of Honor uh, roster, I think, right now. Who, Cody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cody's got the ring. Yeah. He's got the... the, Yeah, he put it up as collateral. Yeah, $10,000 ring. Could you imagine having a $10,000 ring? That's what they say. Yeah, it's probably like (laughs) $1,400 or something. Uh, I'd like to see it, though. Uh, So it ends up with Daniels winning. Right. But by getting into a fight with the referee, Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Like, that was weird, too, yeah. right? You get Jerry. That was a good throwback. But uh, Daniels wins. I give it a three-star match. He gets a bad guy win, yep. which puts still, you know, and it saves Mel's credibility. Yeah. And it, I think. I, I'm glad Amel lost. Yeah. Because I don't think Daniels is a jobber to a celebrity. And no. I think that's what they would have And they, they made it. But he wins. Like, he's he gets the win. And. But it's not. It's It's not. Super clean. Yeah. He didn't low blow him. Or, yeah. It's uh, a little dirty, but, yeah. you know, it's it's a distraction type thing. But And then at the end, like, the, the thing about this and the indie, indie scene, the sportsmanship. Yeah. They hug each other, they hold their hands up, and they, they say, get on the top turnbuckle and leave. And I like that. I, I You know, I don't like when there's the animosity at the end. Like, And then somebody comes the stage out and, yeah, thing, yeah, they put a sledgehammer <coughs> on their face and they try to bust their teeth. Like, Yeah. I like I like the sportsmanship because at the end of the day they're putting their bodies on the line to kind of entertain us. Um, I said three stars. Where are you at? I, with this? The way I'm looking at it is, I think it's a four star match okay. for what it was because okay. it's a celebrity versus a wrestler. Yeah, it's never going to be the best match on the card, mm-hmm. but for celebrity versus a, a professional, like you know, well, you, Christopher Daniel did a lot of heavy lifting. For Absolutely. This. So, just because it's celebrity versus a, a, a wrestler, I think it's one of the better celebrities. It's not. It's not going to be the. It, not even probably. It's not as good as the match before it. Yeah. It just. It's good for what it was. So I'm going to give it four stars for being a, a, an actor versus a real wrestler. I can't argue either. Can't argue with you there. The next match took me by surprise. Uh, mm-hmm. Four four person battle royale. All the women's the ladies card is up. Right. Uh, Tessa Blanchard uh, versus Chelsea Green, Britt Baker, Madison Rain. Now I knew their names. Yeah. Mainly because of their boyfriends. <laughs> well, I, so, I remember Madison Rain from TNA. Yeah, I know her. Uh, uh, Tessa know th- Blanchard is uh, she's I think a third generation wrestler, right? Yeah, second or third. Yeah, and I knew her. Uh, her boyfriend is now or husband is now on NXT. Ricochet. 
Okay. And I, I'm pretty sure they're together. I hope they are. But um, Ricochet's a beast. I remember yeah, when yeah. he was rising through the Ring of Honor and the pro wrestling gorillas, all that stuff. Chelsea Green is with uh, Zack Ryder. Okay. And Britt Baker is with Adam Cole from NXT now. Okay. Uh, this match was amazing. Yeah. This and by the way, Tessa is a third time or third generation. Yeah. Uh, and Tessa is a fucking beast. Yeah. Oh my god. She's strong. Why? Like the WWE is doing all this women's stuff. They're doing the the May Young Classic. They're doing this women's pay per view. Why hasn't she been scooped up? She's the hottest free agent in wrestling. For but women. is she really a free agent? Yeah. And if you're in the independence, you can get snatched up by. Yeah, but you know, she's the Ring of Honor. Or maybe TNA she's champion, right? but maybe she's loyal to to a storyline and loyal to an organization. You know, know, wait until contract comes up, and if. But wouldn't you like? All right, so if you're a wrestler, and I mean, if I'm WWE, I'm go. I want to go after her. Yeah, but let's say you're on the indie circuit, and Nikki is in NXT. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you just want if W if NXT comes knocking? Wouldn't you say, all right, I want to go wrestle with Tessa? my spouse? Yeah, oh, oh, because oh, Ricochet's yeah. over in. Um, like I just put it in your perspective. But yeah, yeah. You'd want to just go and wrestle with your spouse, right? Um, instead of because then you could travel. Well, they, uh, she would she would go to NXT. Yeah, and it's not like Ricochet's at Kalamazoo, right? And Tessa's over in you know Baltimore. Yeah, and like when you guys could be together, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. But who knows? Does she? I mean, she fits all the the. the you know, she fits all the the slots that you you would want your WWE would want somebody. Even though they say that you know it's they still like a thin woman. I think I know why she's not pursued. Why? Because she can dethrone Charlotte as the best female oh, wrestler. Yeah, yeah. And because she was an animal in this match. Yeah. Um. I was. I I knew what going in what she was going to be. I knew she was a beast. But but this could be. I guess you would have to dethrone Charlotte eventually. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people that could, and I think that like could dethrone Charlotte yeah. and could put a great show in. Becky Lynch, the one who Becky Lynch who or Osaka. Yeah. Uh, uh, but this could be a great tag team for the women's tag team. Yeah. Is the four horse women? Yeah. Basically, you get Telly Blanchard. Our dad was a horseman. Well, they don't even know what where they're at with the horse women now because they're saying at first it was Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey yeah. from NXT, and now it's three NXT people and Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and then you could you could take these four and bring them in. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, women. she she could easily. Oh, Becky and uh, or no, um, Charlotte Tessa. and her could easily start the actual like descendants yeah. of the the Horsemen. Oh, if they do a women's tag division and that's the team, yeah, no one's touching them. You would have to. No bring, one should. You would have to bring in Nia Jax. Um, <laughs> what's that? Karma and Kong. Yeah, bring and uh, the resurrect China. To take out these <laughs> these girls because Testa was a beast. But what surprised me because I haven't seen I've seen Madison Rain, I haven't seen Britt Baker and Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green was a monster. Yeah, like she worked that two face kind of disassociative identity disorder kind of uh, thing. But her match work or like her ring work was really good. Yeah, Madison Rain probably the least talented, but might be working the longest. But I don't know. I think Britt Baker was probably the least talented because she has mm. the least experience. Yeah, she's like a legit doctor. They said like she's a dentist. yeah doctor Brittany Baker. Yeah, she's yeah. like a real dentist. Yeah. Um, and they and like she was doing like a lot of the sling blades, and like I only I know that move because uh, Finn Balor 
that's one of his signature moves. And that's what actually Finn Balor got me into Ring of Honor okay. and the Bullet Club because I found out that there's this dude painting himself like Venom. And is it one of them? Yeah, one of them is Zack Ryder's girlfriend. Chelsea Green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and, and she delivered the the uh, Broski boot. boot. Yeah. yeah. And she was great. Like yeah. this was a underrated match. Um, I don't think. I think it's. I think traditional wrestler wrestling fans didn't want this match to be on the main card. And wanted to be on the pre-card. Traditional, sure. Yeah. But there's nothing really traditional about this. No. They had, like, history, mm-hmm. obviously, in this in this whole card. But I don't think they really cared about, like, old school girls shouldn't wrestle. Yeah. They should only be the L.A.'s type yeah. of deal. Like, I don't think they really cared about that. When t- when Tessa did the, the gorilla press and threw, I, I, don't, I think it was Britt Baker or Chelsea, threw them out of the ring. Yeah that like just that raw power i couldn't do that <laughs> to any of those girls and madison rain's doing her uh tornado ddt's off the top bro yeah. it was so good man and the unprettier that yeah. like it yeah that's an old school routine. Yeah. and the thing they let they let everybody do something they and, all did and their finishers we were talking about this a little bit yesterday about how some people are like well there's only one main match with women but they only had four women mm-hmm. Sure, they want it more, and sure, this is like the new school. This is what, but I mean, they gave them all the time to do everything they wanted. They yeah. and they let them shine. It was a long match, right? And they all got their finishing moves. And these are all four women that they all got their finishers, but it wasn't like they stood back and they, you know, like an old kung fu movie, and yeah. they, or like Everyone old eighties WWE where. You know, it was like hokey and the the bad story. This was good. Yeah, and they unbelievable. They really gave you talented female wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, I I could have thought of two other people that they, if they were to do a six man tag, you could have taken uh, Emma, who was yeah. on, uh, who was announcing Tennille Dashwood. I think that's her name. Tennille. Yeah. Uh, you could add her because I think she is a super underrated wrestler. And I would have taken Rosemary from TNA. She like fa- paints her face. Yeah. And she's a wild woman. Well, I would have taken them. Emma might have been. She was scouting. I don't know if she's as good of a wrestler as they need they they had in this ring. No. I uh but she's good for storylines. Yeah. Like she's always plays a good ca- like Te- they don't give her much, but she's got good you know, her characters are good and technically as a wrestler, she's when I watched her in NXT, she's a beast. Yeah. Like she came up and she was probably better than Paige. Well she yeah, okay. Well she was that's a lot to say, but I think she had some problems backstage. Yeah, well they, they botched her. You any you put her with yeah. Santino. And she's running around doing, like, uh, I don't know, like yeah. the thriller. And then they wanted her to be Lana. They wanted her just because she's cute. They wanted her to be yeah. something better. They rebranded her as Emily, Emelina. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, what a terrible branding name. But the four women in this killed it, and none of them were slouches in it. So I gave this a four-star. This yeah, was a four-star four match. Star. Yeah. And it was, it was the first four-star match of my night. And I was like, that's pretty damn perfect. Yeah. Well, well, what, well, yeah, I'll say four-star. I don't know what would have made it perfect but it was it was near perfect it yeah was a really good match the next it one was as good as you can get and and maybe you could say oh it was just the only women but the only women put on a great show yeah well i mean the only w- full women's match yeah it, it wasn't because the, the battle royale had uh, yeah had jordan jordan yeah. was in it it wasn't one of these uh brawn panties matches that the wwe right. was or wwf was famous for and it wasn't like they just said oh the all three the all four of these women are really attractive but they can't wrestle. We're going to just throw them in there just for an intermission. Like mm-hmm. this was a legit match. And 
I think this was the first time people were yelling like this is awesome. Yeah. During the whole match or holy shit they were doing those chants and that was really good. The What's next- I'm saying is as far as progressive as as WWE is they still like give Lana a bigger push. But yeah. she has I think Lana's funny and yeah. her her character's fun. But she's not a great wrestler. Not yet. Yeah. She hasn't she's still trying to learn. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. The next match could have been and in my mind should have been the main event uh, Cody Rhodes versus yeah. Nick Aldis for or Aldis for the NWA Championship. I mean, that would have been a great way to and oh, um Tessa Blanchard won the yeah, the women's yeah, right, ro- yeah. uh we're not the right uh, it was the right outcome. Yeah, how shitty are we as, uh, as uh, <coughs> critics? Um so Cody versus Nick Aldis. Um I knew Nick Aldis from TNA as Magnus. Yeah. Uh, and I knew more about Nick Aldis because he's married to Mickey James. Okay. It was the reverse of the the women. Yeah. Um did you watch this match? Well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you watched this match. Um, what do you think of it? I think this. At first, I thought, like you said, why is it placed kind of in the middle? Yeah. But I think it's just like a pacing thing. Yeah. We we don't. I mean, we want everything to be great, but you want to give them something. You want to build up to something. Then we come down a little yeah. bit, and then you build back up. And yeah, because I, I think like, they did that. I think this was a. I was like, why is. Cody Rhodes a mid card on his own promotion yeah. like that was just why he left WWE he was a mid card there but I, I think their idea that they had was there is no such thing as mid card absolutely Everything everybody should be a mid, yeah uh, everybody event. should the first match should try to be the best match from exactly you and, know. and honestly with the exception of Amel and Daniels every match could have been a five star match yeah yeah and I didn't want to be like oh because this like, is yeah this you're rating it against itself yeah. like you're rating against things that, everything else that went on in this this card so yep. um I think this uh was great yeah, I, I I do too the from the from the jump where he comes in with Tommy dreamer yeah uh DDP all his all his dad's old school friends yep, uh his father-in-law was there glacier yeah it was it was kind of <laughs> it was kind of sad that uh dustin couldn't show up gold dust yeah i thought that would have been cool yeah you know yeah we all know why he's yeah. you know under yeah. contract but well, he could just come as uh dustin yeah it's dustin rose no i don't nobody knows what he looks like right uh and then he comes out with his dog pharaoh yeah. uh would you see that with the the bandana said no siberian nightmare <laughs> and i think that's awesome that's even that's more badass than the american nightmare and then he comes out with brandy rhodes his wife right and that entrance was awesome. He really commanded the crowd. He Hulk Hogan his shirt. Uh, he has the you know the Slim Shady haircut yeah. or hair dye. Fantastic entrance. And then you got Aldis coming in, and he comes in with uh, Sanjay. Yeah, right? Sa- uh, Sanjay. Uh, Dove it. Yeah. And uh, Jeff Jarrett. Well, Jeff Jarrett gave him his start. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking. I'm like, that's is that Double J? Yeah. Oh, it's the only thing he's doing now. I don't think Global. Yeah. Wrestling Force, whatever it yeah, was, I GWF. That, I don't think that worked. Yeah. But he, I was hoping he would come out with a guitar, but <laughs> he didn't. He came out and sued it. Um, the thing that kind of stuck out to me was the Earl Hebner promo in the beginning. I think it was the realest thing that happened. Yeah, like, right? He's like, I'm no, like, when he's like, this is for the NWA championship. And then he's like, uh. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Well, I think he was about to cry. Yeah. And Cody's looking at him like, what's happening? All this is like, uh, what? And he's like, I've known you guys for a very long time. Yeah, let's have a great match. Well, he he's refereed for his dad. Yeah, and his brother, and, and yeah, he's refereed the whole. And he's refereed Ronald's for because he's 
uh, Hepner was the first referee they got for uh, TNA and, yep. and and Impact, and so he's uh, he's a legend. he's refereed Aldis since the very beginning of his career. So I, I mean, he's refereed for a lot of people. I remember when they brought um, Aldis in as Magnus. Yeah, I can't remember who he was uh, who he's with. But they brought him in, and I was like, "This guy is going to be." Yeah, they something. brought him like a lot of people. They brought him in as like I think like a bodyguard yeah, kind he was of an thing. Enforcer. Yeah, and he was like he was like WWE's version of Christopher Daniel or not Daniels, um, Masterson. Masters. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When you have this huge like Brit coming in, like, but he he I think for he's slimmed down since. Yeah, and you know I think I gave him more mobility, and he's really honed his craft because yeah, he put on a good match. Um, Cody, his belt. Did you see catch the belt. Where it said do the work and yeah. do had the the uh, polka dots work yeah, the yeah. had gold on it and the work <laughs> had the flag. I thought that, but man, they really put on one hell of a match. This for not knowing absolutely anything about this coming in, I know it's it's part of the the NWA storyline. Yeah, and there have been promos, but I didn't see any of them. And and just watching just a pure match from beginning to the end and just. They took you all over the place. Yep. I think they went twenty something minutes. Yeah, this was. I think this and this was longer than the right. The um, and no, yeah, there was no ten minute. There was no like quick three minute matches. No, this was solid five five hours er, of wrestling. Yeah, everybody had put on like fifteen minute matches. And I think this was like twenty something, twenty two, yeah. twenty three minutes. There was there was some dead spot where uh, all just hit the the elbow off the top, and then Cody went under the table. Do you think he played it? Yeah. I do too. Because he came out bloody. But he came out the first time. He didn't come out bloody. Right, right. And that's when Sanjay and DDP came out. And you got the stiffest diamond cutter I've yeah. ever seen. But it was so good to see him. Well, he's 62 years yeah. old. If he would have done the bang, I would have lost my <laughs> shit, Tom. If he would have done that, it would have been great. He but was the guy that... I love DDP. Back in the day, during the, the, um, the wars, the Monday Night Wars... He would be the only reason I wouldn't watch WWE uh, uh, Raw. It's yeah. because he was the best thing. I, I thought DDP was the best thing going on, uh, oh, his, on his WCW. His so good. He was such a good wrestler. Plus, you had Kimberly coming out with him, and you're like, all right. Yeah. This, and that, he was, I mean, he was, what, 40? Yeah. At that point? Yep. And then they brought him into WWE and kind of dropped they him. They messed him. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they gave him the Undertaker and... A stupid storyline where now he's a stalker. Trying yeah. to, it's, it was, but you know what? At post wrestling, if you get a lot of these alumni that are doing like the con circuit and they're kind of hurting for money, but he's really saved some of these. Oh yeah, like uh, Jake he, the Snake, Razor Ramon, like Scott Hall. He's really Joe Rogan just did an interview with him, and it's 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 amazing to hear with the stuff that he you know, yeah, the regimens he puts these guys on to get them back in the, from having like needing hip surgeries and back surgeries and all this to. You know, Razor Ramon went from like 350 pounds of like sloppy, drunken yep. old man to now he's got like a six pack yeah. after two hip surgeries. And I think both him and Jake the Snake were living with DDP. Yeah, they, they live. He's got like his ranch in Georgia where he yeah. invites people to stay. I well, the pe- like his his friends. Yeah, Stevie Richards, I think, lives there too. And he's got. Remember Stevie Richards? Yeah. Yeah, Stevie Richards, man. Yeah. He went all over. Um, Steve Richards was great. Yeah, had some great storylines, and the, he was always a great bad guy. Even with the right to censor, yeah, that was a really good storyline. And the uh, Blue World Order, yeah, um, oh, so crazy. But like Diamond Dallas Page has, I mean, he's got uh, Stone Cold's now doing DDP yep. yoga. 
uh, Chris Jericho says it's the only reason he could still wrestle is because and like not as like a, he's not doing an ad. He he yeah. says it often. And he's like and Chris Jericho rarely ever gives anybody else credit for anything. Yeah, unless you're Chris Jericho. Yeah. yeah. So, um, with with this, so he blades. I think he blades. Yeah, I think he blades when he bleeds. Yeah, he comes back out. He's not bleeding. And he had the hair. I think that's the only reason he dyed his hair yeah. the way he did. So, I mean, it looked like his dad too. Yeah. But the the rest of the end of the match was was fantastic. Like I didn't think yeah. that's how he was going to win. He he won on a roll up, like yeah. a counter to a pin. Uh, when they both tried to do their uh, their signature moves to each other, when <coughs> right. he got them in the crossroads, it was kind of like a yeah. They were, they were playing chess at the end, and yeah. they couldn't figure it out. And I think he just you know it was. It was time. They just knew each other. Were they? Nobody came off looking bad. No, uh, there were. This was. I was so close to giving this a five star, but there were two botches that I caught, and it was on the beautiful disaster. The kick yeah. off the top rope. Uh, he missed the first one. Right. He whiffed on it, and Aldis fell. And the second time, you saw him slap his head. Aldis slap his head, and uh, I was like, "Oh, it's not a five star match now." Well, I think they were going hard. They really were, and. The victory, Cody Rhodes wins. Yeah, I, you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, but it's a right, it's a right storyline. The emotion at the end was right. amazing. And it, like, oh, and like Brandy was involved in a lot. Yep. Uh, oh man, she got the elbow, uh, two hundred and thirty pounds of elbow on her. Yeah. Whew. Well, not only that, like she was telling him to quit. It was, she told a good story yeah. too. It, it, all around, I thought it was great. Yeah, so. I, I gave it a four and a half. Yeah, definitely four and a half. As near as perfect as I think you're going to get. It's a, you know, a couple watches, but yeah. everything about was right. Yeah, and then so. after this, this is where the card really just starts to ramp up. Chicago Street Fight, Joey Janela versus Hangman Adam Page. Um, I knew Hangman's name because I've seen his shirts at Hot Topic. Okay. One of the four <laughs> sponsors of this, Hot Topic. Cracker Barrel, yeah. Um, TGI Fridays, and there was uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah, um, I've I've supported all because Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah, I've, I think they sold like half a million half yeah. a million dollars. That the, the Bullet Club shirt is one of the highest selling shirts of all time. I want almost every club shirt that they have. <laughs> I want the American Nightmare one. I want to get a regular Bullet Club and the Marty Scroll one, the villain okay. club with the Plague Doctor mask. I'm on it. Been but, hearing like since I've. Not I still listen to some podcasts and yeah. like I listen to Stone Cold obviously and Chris Jericho when I feel like it and then there's another couple of, but they all talked they've been talking about the Bull Club for a long time yeah I didn't know they were and now it's like oh yeah all right I think Cody really Cody and Kenny Omega really brought the the Bull Club to the forefront of where they're at right now right they both said like the four of them I you know the Bucks Cody and Kenny. They really monopolize that. They're saying their their shirts are a hot topic now. We went to the con yesterday. How many vigilante clubs did you see? Oh yeah, so many. And then how many knockoffs did they have? Like what well, we're talking about making an active geek galaxy wars one <laughs> because it works. It's just a skull. I never heard of Joey Janela. Yeah. Uh, and when I saw him, I was like, oh Jesus! He comes out looking like a nasty boy uh, with a with a cute valet, uh, Penelope Ford. Here, here are my my takeaways from this awesome use of an actual cracker barrel <laughs> the wooden cracker barrel was there awesome janella was the face in this he got the pop he yeah got the biggest pop uh between the two of them the burning hammer from the ladder like or, or onto the ladder when adam yeah. page had him on the um 
on the apron and he did his one of his signatures onto the ladder and you actually saw that steel ladder bend oh that was awesome and then why wasn't penelope ford in that women's match because she was a monster right like she her, her karanas and uh, she did another like crazy move like spinning ddts maybe because nobody knew her oh she um stone cold stunned adam page oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like stunner stunner i tuned the announcers out because it was like all like oh adam page his boots are made for walking and kicking ass i was like oh <laughs> Get away from that. <laughs> but the things that got me, like uh, the power bomb off the 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 ramp onto the tables, I thought Janela was going to be paralyzed, right? Because his neck hit the back. Like you saw as he was flying, he knew he wasn't going to hit the whole table. He put his hands behind his head so he could brace it. And I guess that takes take away from the CZW stuff. They knew that this is the most hardcore guy you're going to have in this right. match, unless you brought Tommy Dreamer from the back, right? He he did that, and then the final move, man, the rite of passage. Yeah, that it, it's like a reverse pile driver off a fucking twelve foot ladder onto <clears throat> a t- through a table. I I lost my shit during that. <laughs> this this is a four star match for me. Yeah, this is definitely. Um, it was like it was like a, a street fight. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's sort of the street yeah, Chicago fight. street yeah, fight. Uh, yeah, it was the best thing. You know, these are always fun. You don't. There's not going to be technical wrestling. And yeah. Nobody wins in a, in a submission match in a street fight. But yeah. and honestly, it started as a match that I was like, "There's no chairs. There's no, nothing." Right. And then the chair came out, and then it was like, "I'm throwing you into the crowd." Here comes a table. Here comes three yeah. tables. Here comes you know power. Like, oh my god! I was hoping when they introduced the the bag. Yeah. I was hoping it was thumbtacks. Because nothing gets me to cringe during wrestling, but when people get pile drived on the yeah. contacts, but they were boots, and I like I didn't know that there was a cursed boot. No, see, beef yeah, going on with Joey Ryan. Yeah, that's why we don't know. Uh, you know, knowing the storyline could help some yeah. of these, you know, uh, inside jokes, but whatever. But they they did show you like a little vignette about this. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you give it? Do you give it a four star, or you go lower or higher? Uh. No, uh, f- for this, for what it was, for being a, a street fight, and they, they, um, yeah, I'll definitely give it a four star. Yeah, I've never, this was fun. I've never seen anybody get pile drive from the top of a ladder through a table. Right. I'm surprised. I, I want to tweet Joey Janelle and make sure he's all right. <laughs> like this, All In was not worried about CTE one bit. No, they don't care. They're like, no. this is what wrestling is. No, there's no, and and I don't know what their their organizations say about it, but we're gonna. Pile drive the shit out of you, DDT yeah, you, apparently, you know, and blade the hell out of our They paid a lot of insurance, and yeah. they're just letting it go. Yeah. Uh, and then it gets weird. <laughs> um, the I guess the cocktourage shows up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Twelve dudes dressed as dicks, inflatable dicks. Yeah. And then Dirk Diggler comes from behind. Yeah. Have you ever watched a Joey Ryan match? No. No. He is the raunchiest wrestling dude I've ever seen. Really? Um, he used to be part of, I think it's called the the world's cutest tag team, where his uh, his partner was uh, Candice LeRae. Okay. She's in uh, NXT, and like they fought the Young Bucks in like a hardcore match. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I'll I'll find it. And she got so bloodied, but she was holding her own, like getting super kicked, super kicking people back. Joey Ryan comes out like a fucking Baron, oh Speedo. <laughs> Sucking on a lollipop, fights this guy, makes his signature move is just the powerful dick throw. Like, 
Like you just page grabs. They're like uh, they're like the the monks or the druids or whatever. For the Undertaker, the Undertaker. Yeah, he came out to the Undertaker entrance, and then (laughs) then it was like a diva was coming out with dicks. Yeah, and. He, and they're blow up dicks. Yeah. He said. I think he said he sent out a tweet. He's like, "There's a lot of dicks in wrestling." <laughs> well, I, yeah. I found most of them or something. <laughs> well, when he, I only know Joey Ryan because of he, the controversial dick grab. He had. Uh, he was wrestling another woman. She grabbed his dick, and people lost it. Um, but that's a hell of a move. Yeah. Like to get any man, like he's the most degrading wrestler you could have. To get any man, one to grab your dick, and then two <laughs> spins you around and puts a lollipop from his tights in your mouth yeah and then super kicks you in the face not having it uh it got super weird and then the dicks carried adam page away <laughs> yeah. and i was like i was like if this would have been the interference to that hardcore match yeah that would have been a five-star match because it was just how <laughs> wacky it was uh and then the, the next match is another title shot uh flip gordon who won the uh oh adam page wins the joey janelle match. right right yeah um, flip gordon who won the battle royale has a chance to fight uh, Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor title. Um, Lethal, I remember him way, way back because I thought he was the Black Macho Man. Yeah, well, that's he. He put that on. That's always been his thing. Black Machismo. Yeah. Oh. And he came out full Macho Man. He came out with um, Leaping Lanny Poffo, which is Macho Man's brother. Yep, brothers. Uh, yeah, what brothers from another mother yeah, on his yeah. shirt. That was that was a huge pop. Number one. Yeah. Um, I liked that again. Another disassociative kind of character. He got karate chopped by Brandy, yeah, and he went back to being Jay. Lethal. Yeah, that's his whole shtick. Yeah. Is he he slips in and out of it? But he's been playing Macho Man for like twenty years, probably. 15, yeah, twenty years. Because he started way back in WCW, yeah. and I think he's just been doing it ever. Yeah, he started. He had the fro. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I that's when I remember him. And then I like he used to date AJ Lee. Okay. That was her ex-boyfriend because they're both from uh, North Jersey. And maybe that's why Punk wasn't there. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well. You run into your ex. From the the way people talk, if you're going to try to stay away from places that AJ Lee's bang somebody, you should probably. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You, 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 it's going to be harder and harder to find a place to go. Yeah. Um, but Flip, I never heard of Flip. No. Super talented. Yeah. Young guy. um, was really good. Obviously, he can do a lot of flips. He was doing those like flips to get away, like off the ground. Yeah. Um, this was a really entertaining match. Um, and then I got to see. I haven't seen a Jay Lethal match in so long. I forgot how cool the Lethal Injection finisher was. Yeah. Uh, when he hits that and he wins the, he retains the Ring of Honor title. I was like, that's it. that's how you win it. Yeah. Oh, man, Flip Gordon. If he's new to wrestling. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how long he's been around, but he's, he's got to be pretty new. Yeah, he's certainly got a future. Like I think he was super talented. He brought out Brandy. Um, I think the storyline was he wasn't meant to be on the card. Okay. Nobody wanted him. He got. Uh, he had to get all three to be all in, but he got. Uh, the right. That's how in. this whole thing was supposedly. It was like everybody had to. Everybody had to be all in. Yeah. On, on each selection. Because he um, he won the the Royale as a luchador because he defeated Bully Ray. Yeah. And then threw, um, he threw Bully Ray. Oh, he came back in the ring and, uh, threw Bully Ray in. And this is, uh, this is when Bully Ray comes into the match again, right? Yeah. Bubba, Bubba Ray. I'm going to call him. But you bully yeah. Bubba. He's he, not allowed to use Bubba. If yeah, he's, if he's yeah. not in WWE, right? He comes in with his chain. He beats the shit out of these guys. And then Colt Cabana comes in 
another guy who shouldn't be wearing one of those singlets. No. Uh, but he does. Him and there was a Grotto uh, was also another guy who wears a huge singlet. They come in and they fight a little bit. Seems like they're going to be teasing a Cabana yeah. Bully Ray match somewhere, probably in Ring of Honor, because the Ring of Honor representative was there. Uh, and uh, then at the end, they all flip and Jay hug. Right. I, I, As I, they should. Yeah, this was pretty good. I had no problem with this one. I did a three and a half star. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Three, three and a half. Three, I'll go three. Yeah, I think it was a little too long in the tooth for me. Right. They, I think they were expecting a little bit more out of it. Um, a little bit, you know, a lot of run-ins, but... Um, but, I, but I'm a fan of Flip. So yeah. So, I'm on board with that. His uh, new, yeah. Uh, who, if he is new, I don't know much about him, but he seems like he's pretty good. The next match is a match that I think everybody was hoping for to be the first five-star match if you're amongst us. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. Uh, I call him Pentagon Jr. because that's what he is in Lucha Libre. But, uh, my God, Omega, watching him, it, he's definitely yeah. the best wrestler. Yeah. He's definitely the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. Um, Just the, the crowd pop, the way he uses himself. When he, he got Pentagon in the one move and he's like, you're never going to be free again. And the crowd said it too. I was like, right. oh my God, or yeah. he'll never escape. Uh, anybody that goes, and like I think we said 11,000 people, they know him. They know him as well as anybody knows anybody in the WWE. Yeah. They're, they're, he's, they're all bought in. You yeah. Know, they're all marks for him, and they, they know what he's going to do. He's like a national treasure for Japan. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they said he does everything. He's constantly working. He's the John Cena of the indie wrestling. Right. But and everybody wants him to work. actual talent. Yeah. Well, yeah, besides just big. Yeah, he was on five moves set. And he's from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Cal- uh, Canada, <laughs> where uh, I think that's where uh, Jericho's from. Uh, Edmonton, Alberta. Maybe they're they're, they're around I each other. Uh, but Yeah, uh, Canada. Kenny Omega's the best wrestler. But Pentagon Jr. is a five-star wrestler, too. Like, this was an amazing Yeah, this, was, this is the two best wrestlers on the roster probably yeah. despite a language barrier i don't think uh pentagon speaks English. probably not no so that like this was my first five-star match yeah yeah this yeah. was this is uh all the moves were great mm-hmm. uh they looked great there was no there were flubs really no botches and just the, the timing was awesome pentagon jumping over the top rope and doing a flip that's a big man to be doing lucha right. libre stuff uh and then kenny kenny omega i think is like 29 years old yeah, like the future is super bright for this guy. Um, so first five star match, Kenny Omega wins the match. Right. But what happens afterwards is what got everybody <laughs> talking about. Lights go out. Pentagon laying in the ring, but it's not Pentagon. It's Y two J, the Ayatollah yeah. of rock and roller, Chris Jericho, <laughs> dressed as Pentagon, and <clears throat> a lot of people thought it was still Pentagon. Right. Well, well and Pentagon's got the tattoos yeah. and stuff, and he's a you know he's a stout guy for. Uh, Mexican luchador, yeah. but Kenny Omega gets hit once with a code breaker. The mask comes off. Got makeup on all over again. Yeah, the mask gets thrown away. Another code breaker. He takes his shirt off and he's wearing a Judas shirt with his face on it. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd pop was huge. I know that um, I've watched the Kenny Omega uh, Jericho match from Japan, and it was another yeah. five star match. Uh, Jericho is such an underrated wrestler for how old you don't don't. Don't ask him that. Yeah. But for how old he is and for how long he's been wrestling, um, like he's never I don't think he'll ever get mentioned in like The Greatest. Yeah, because but he's wrestled The Rock. He's wrestled Stone Cold. He's wrestled 
Cena, Batista, every, Cena, Undertaker. Every, yeah, everybody under the sun, mm-hmm. he's wrestled to great matches. Yeah. And he's still wrestling great matches. Yep. And he's the... I don't know how he gets away with it, but he's the only guy like that could wrestle inside and outside of the WWE yeah. without like some. Yeah, because I, I think he's still under contract with WWE. Yeah, like as a legends contract. Right. He's like, fuck you guys, I'm gonna go wrestle for five seconds. But even like the legends, they don't come in. He comes in for full yeah. month long story or yeah. many you know multiple month storylines. Yeah, champion runs, championship yeah. runs. Um, the thing about this is after this is after the match, but he. Flew into Chicago, did yeah. the match or did the the, the run in and the run in. Flew on a private jet to Kansas to perform a Fozzie show. Yeah, that night had had the Pentagon makeup still on, <laughs> so he's fully embraced the makeup. He's a rock. Well, I, I heard him talk, and he was saying, you know, this isn't this the character. Every he was saying everybody like Japan. The Jericho in Japan is different than the Jericho mm-hmm. in the United States. Yep. Uh, this Jericho is different than WWE's Jericho. He was talking about how like Jericho has become a wrestler, but like the personality he can adapt to yep. anything they you know, and he doesn't want uh, WWE Jericho to interfere with Japan Jericho. Yep. And he should really just change his name to Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Irvine. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, yeah. That he should just change it to but, uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah, but uh, you know, he was saying like he his idea is no one will confuse this guy with the Jericho and the WWE. Yeah, he's always evolving. Like, right? You didn't see the lion salt. You didn't see the walls of Jericho. Yeah. You saw the Codebreaker, which came later in his career. But the Codebreaker is a more violent finisher move, right. Than anything else that he had. So this, yeah, this was a. This he's always part. yeah, he's always moving on a line and making himself better. And he looks, he's in great shape. Yeah. And he's a rock star. He goes out and forms like mm-hmm. rock star stuff. Was never ever talked about as juicing. Nope. And was able to be a main level performer uh, in a steroid ridden wrestling. He co- actually, I, I th- and I might be talking about my ass, and people that know better will will comment on this. Yeah, our Twitter's going to light up. He actually has come out and said he did juice. Oh, really? Yeah, he went through a couple cycles where, when he was first coming into the WWE. Everybody was bigger than him. Yeah, absolutely. And he said just to get into, just to get the look, because when he went to interview with Vince, and it, Vince gave him like some big, huge contract. But he said, I think he he said he just went through like a cycle or two, mm-hmm. not like not years on. Yeah. But he just went through a cycle to get pla- past his pl- pl- plateau. Okay. And put some weight on. I, I think he's actually said that. Okay. But I think he, you know, he's always been real honest about all the yeah. stuff that he's done. Yeah, you're never going to hear the Rock talking about Juicing. Right. When you know he probably did. Yeah, who knows what he's doing now. I, I think he... I have a story that I can tell you off air about okay. the rock juicing. Um, so, Kenny Omega wins, five-star match. The next match, uh, second to last one, either one of these. Uh, this, Cody, or Kenny Omega could have been the main card. Because uh, you have uh, Kashika... I guess that's how I'm going to pronounce Okada. it. Okada. I'm just going to call him Okada. Uh, Okada versus Marty Scroll. Yep. Um, I knew Marty Scroll. I don't know much about the Rainmaker no. Okada. No. Other Great than, name. Yeah. Other than he is a brick shit house. Yeah, he. I don't know. He might. He's probably like six four. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a big Asian guy. Yeah, that's um, what I was like. Oh my god. Yeah, and like he's like the, he's not like the. I don't know. The, all the Asian wrestlers I know are like shorter, stereotypically. I guess. Yeah. Uh, like the t- Tanaka Mishinokus yeah. and the Funakis, but this. Yeah, guy, there's some stout guys. Yeah, some stout Japanese and and this, Asian this, wrestlers, but he's he's just a bigger, stouter. 
they i think this was billed their first time ever wrestling each other and there's definitely a size and weight discrepancy between yeah. the two but my god this was a, a very entertaining technical match yeah not a lot of flips not a lot of suit this was a suicide dive heavy card like i feel like everybody did a suicide dive through the t- <laughs> middle ropes but um this was one of my favorite matches just because i love marty scroll to begin with i love his gimmick he comes out with the plague doctor mask he's fully embraced that he's yeah. the bad guy uh you'll never see him as the face the umbrella when he's getting ready to do the rainmaker and he does the umbrella uh that says all in yeah i thought that that was really cool but just the okada watching him he barely changed emotions like his face was just stone faced the whole time. Yeah, and he's a true professional, man. He was really good. He impressed the hell out of me. Yeah, I think it's like a Japanese thing, Japanese yeah. wrestling that um, you I, you kind of you know le- show less emotion. Yeah, I don't think he smiled well, one I, bit. I think he's sold as like a you know a destroyer. Of, you know, like he's he's um he's like a top guy. Well, it and works. I, I, I think like I think the storyline. If I remember, because I, I did hear an interview with um, about All In stuff uh, from Cody. I think the storyline was Marty Scroll is obviously the bad guy. Yeah. And uh, Okana, or Okada uh, had to, or there was like a, a, a tournament or something, or like a drawing yeah. for who was going to, to come and fight um, Marty Scroll. Okay. And I think. Like Marty Scrolls, like the only one I don't want to fight is Okada, and Okada won. Okay, so that's like the storyline leading up to this is everybody knew Okada is the worst draw you want. Yeah, he's the destroyer of worlds. He's Galactus of the the indie circuit. So, uh, and he played that perfectly. Yeah, and Marty Scroll played his character perfectly, and the 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 match was great. What, What would you give this a match as a match? Uh, probably four and a half. I did only because it it it. It wasn't fast. Like, the beginning definitely wasn't. Yeah. It was a little slow. Yeah, I give it a five star. Yeah? Uh, just because of technicality. But it, it yeah, it, it's it's great. Yeah. It just, you know, if we're going to give the last one five, I'll give this one four and a half. Okay. Only because it kind of was a slow rollout, but okay. other than that, once they got going, the, the thing about this, it was perfect. The thing about this match is it's the only member of the Bullet Club to lose his, his match. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Cody won. Hangman Page won. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega won. You can't count Stephen Amell because he's not an active world right. club member. Uh, but Marty Stroll was the, the only one to truly lose. Right. His. All I, right. I think that they're teasing this in the future that Marty Stroll is going to eventually leave the Bullet Club and feud with Cody for maybe the NWA title. That's a good... Uh, well, you know, they're, they've already teased and all that yeah. too because this is very successful. Yeah. Oh, this would be great. If this was a yearly promotion, yeah. maybe twice a year, I mean, you could definitely... Deter- or a traveling promotion. like. Oh. Yeah, a, well, they're definitely going to, you know, this was a, they, they, Sears Center wasn't the first place they yeah. tried. They tried the Coliseum. They tried, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, Philly, this could be a thing where they like. Philly was on the, the list of hotspots for it. I think the Philly would definitely take them now. If, yeah, well. The vet, or not the vet, the. um The Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo and look would at, be like, perfect for And it. look at what Philly has done with wrestling. You know, ECW thrived over here. So right. I would. uh Well, you know, that's the thing is they. Chicago's a big wrestling town, mm-hmm. and it's important. Uh, LA's a great wrestling yeah. town. Absolutely. New York is yeah. obviously a great wrestling town. And they could sell out They could sell out Madison Square Garden. That's only like 30,000 30, seater, yeah. right? Something I, think, like that. I think they probably could. Ring of Honor sold it out right. just after this being as what it was. 
they could sell it out too. Yeah. Uh, if it comes anywhere close, I'm going to, I would yeah. go, I would love to go see this. I, yeah. This could be a yearly thing that, I mean, it's multiple organizations put their wrestlers into yeah. it. So if they could do that on multiple years as like, and they, this is where everybody ends their storylines. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Bat- it could be a like battlegrounds. I mean, they could, yeah. All in's hard to like, you research it and like all in the family comes up yeah. every time. Every time. Yeah. The auto, uh, I was like, oh, in the family, I don't want to watch this. All right, the last match, which was the main event, which probably shouldn't have been the main event because they had to change it on the fly because I believe one of the Young Bucks had the flu, uh, was Young Bucks versus Co- uh, with Cody Ibushi, or Kota Ibushi versus Bandito, Ray Phoenix, and Rey Mysterio, yeah. um, who, if Marvel's looking to recast Wolverine, <laughs> he fits height, weight, yeah. and speed criteria, and he wears a mean X-Men suit. Yeah. He looks so ridiculous in that X-Men suit, like the Lucia Libre Wolverine suit, but it was so good to see him wrestle. I love Rey Mysterio. He's been in a he's been in Lucha Libre. Yeah, right? he was the champion there. Um, yeah, he does, he's been pretty good always. This match was if you love flips, finishing moves, and just crazy yeah, all, shit. All six guys are are they're high flyers. Yeah. So you knew that was as soon as you see Rey Mysterio in it, and then. Everybody else is pretty much the same build anybody, and style. Anybody who wears a mask that's not Kane <laughs> is going to do moonsaults and hurricane ranas and yeah. you know all that stuff. Um, I really I like this match. Uh, I like Kota Ibushi. Yeah, uh, he's a phenomenal wrestler, solo wrestler, uh, singles wrestler. He's really good. I've watched his match with Marty Scroll. I recommend that. Okay, um, Young Bucks are good. You could tell one of them was uh, wasn't being utilized as much. I think it was Nick. I think he he was like game time decision. Okay, really? super sick. Like he had like 106 degree fever. Figures, right? Yeah, um, and he went in there, and he he did, was the one that was just holding. Uh, I think it was Bandito or Phoenix. Yeah, uh, for the pile driver, and then uh, Matt jumps off and uh, finishes the match because this was a short match. This was I think like 11 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, that's crazy to say too. Like, well, they also finished with like two seconds left of the pay per view. Like they they had two seconds oh, really? left they the time, mm-hmm. okay. so they had to finish it on the fly. Uh, the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi won. I I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, uh, you you can't have those three names. And we keep saying indies. I don't know if this is like these affiliations are indie anymore because you think lower budget. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're, they're indie in, because they're not. They're independently run. Right. They're not WWE. But other than that, that's it. Yeah. I mean, like, could you call? Really, what's the next biggest one? Impact. Yeah, I guess. No, I would. I would think Ring of Honor. Ring They're of Honor now is just huge. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I, how about we just say other promotions? Yeah, independent promotions works. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's where it all comes yeah. from. Yeah, but so um, I give this a four star just because it was short and uh, it was just finisher after finisher and yeah, it was everything I wanted out of it. A closer. This was a great closer because it was fun. It was fast uh, and. You got to see Rey Mysterio. That was a huge. Yeah, I, I just th- I'll, I'll go three and a half only because it. I, I think they allowed this to like they they this was definitely called on the fly. Yeah. and and some things were cut and they they fought under co- time constraints. So I, I think that's they probably suffered a tiny bit from that. There should have been more super kicks because <laughs> the the young bucks are the super kick party, but the one super kick where they kicked Phoenix. I, or no, Ray Mysterio. They kicked him out of the ring, yeah. off the top rope. I was like, "Oh my god!" I I love super <laughs> kicks. I wish it was more. Uh, like if I were ever in a fight now, the first thing I would throw would be sweet chin music. I don't give a fuck. Like, I would just throw a super kick. 
I want the UFC fighters to throw, throw super kicks. Yeah, that's a missed opportunity. Um, the last thing we have because uh, we are running a little over time. Um, I want to. We went to Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. Uh, we can cover that on a different episode. I want to stay on wrestling with all in this one. I read a um, an article from the Sportster. Okay. Oh, right, I don't know. I don't know what their credits are, but uh, it said uh, twelve job twelve independent wrestlers that would be jobbers and main events main eventers. So I took the people that were on um, all in and that were on that list. So I'll hit you with them, and you just say yes or no if you agree. Uh, as a main eventer, uh, Tessa Blanchard. Main eventer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, as a jobber, Nick Aldis. Really? Mm-hmm. No. They had him as a jobber. No way. Yeah, I, I I feel like they would job him just because of, you know, he's a... That's what they would do, yeah. maybe, but I, I think... You know, Talent-wise, he could be a main eventer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cody, main eventer. Yeah. Yeah, if he goes back now, he has to be a main eventer. Yeah. Um, his matches, he could do matches with anybody from the Shield, and they would be five-star matches. Right. Um, Hangman Page, jobber. Yeah. Yeah. He would become the Dolph, uh, I was going to say Lunger, uh, the <laughs> Dolph Ziggler of the next generation. Yeah. Hangman Page. Um, Joey Ryan, jobber. All right. I don't think he fits WWE one bit. No. You can't have penises rolled out. And right. Dick pops. You can't have any of that. Um, but he's definitely like a Brooklyn brawler. Yeah. You, who's Santino. the guy? Who, who's the, te- yeah, Santino, the yeah. teacher. Oh. Who became like an announcer for a, a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's guy. For, I think he's from Jersey, actually. Oh, yeah? That's rough. But he, I, I, I feel Matt, uh, Matt something. Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker. Oh yeah, Matt Stryker. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's how he. I don't know. Yeah, he does Lucha Libre, um, Lucha Underground announcing now. Him okay. and uh, Vampiro, uh, Kenny Omega, and Pentagon, Pentagon Junior main eventers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, Okada meant to, uh, main eventer. Yeah. I mean, they made uh, Shinsuke Nakamura a main eventer. Okada is, I think, more talented than yeah. Shinsuke. Yeah, and, and he actually fits WWE's mold. Yeah, like they what they want. Shinsuke's strongman style, like he's yeah. like his gangly. He's kind of his whole wrestling is kind of weird. Uh, Marty Scroll main event. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so too. But I feel like they would drop him too. Yeah, they could. But he's a good villain. He'd become like the Bob Holly. Of uh, yeah, or like he become like anybody from ECW. He'd be a toss in. away villain, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just, he'd be he'd he'd yeah, he might be fed to somebody for a storyline, and be then fed just to Cody. then buried. Yeah, yeah. If Cody came it back. He'd be fed to Cody, and right. that was it. Um, Rey Mysterio obviously would be a main eventer. Yeah, uh, and it's teasing that he's going to come back to WWE. It's always he's always in it. I think he did the battle or yeah, he was the Royal Rumble. Rumble. Um, but right. he, I think the rumor is he's trying to get WWE to sign a. Um, training contract for his oldest son. Oh, and if he if, if he does that, he's been around so long. That I know, right? I think he his son was in like came in in a ring one. Yeah, when like, Chavo Guerrero spit on him. Yeah. after Rey Mysterio died, <laughs> or um, Eddie Guerrero died. Um, and the last one I told you about, I teased this with you. The Young Bucks would be a jobber. You know, they're talented and they know the business. But as wrestlers, they might be jobbers. Yeah, I don't, I don't think a lot of these guys can cut promos, and I think that's the thing. That you, you, if you're going to be a main eventer, you have to cut a promo. Well, the thing is, you got to cu- be Samoan. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to cut a promo. Well, Samoan Joe is actually a great wrestler, yeah. great technician. Yeah. But I know who you're talking yeah. about. Uh, you got to be part of the uh, the Anoy family or Anoy yeah. whatever. Um, 
Yeah, you got to cut a WWE promo, yeah. which is written. They couldn't come out and be themselves. No. A lot of guys are suffering from that. Like Dean Ambrose is kind of wallowing, mm-hmm. even though he's great. Yeah. And when he's off the cuff, he's 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 funny. Yeah. He's crazy, and which is fun. But he can't be, you know, they're tying him down sometimes. Absolutely. I think what they would do with the Young Bucks <laughs> is try to replicate uh, either Edge and Christian or the Hardy Boys. And you can't really replicate even, them. They were two of the best tag teams yeah. in the, the Attitude Era. Um, they have, Matt Hardy's great right now by himself, yeah, though. I think he's going to retire. He's having some injury uh, health problems. Really? Yeah, he's been teasing retirement. And Jeff Hardy's now main eventing with... Uh, yeah, but Jeff Hardy's Jeff, a mess uh, still. I don't, Randy Orton. I don't, I, still, I don't like him. Yeah, he would use my, my favorite wrestler. I was Jeff Hardy for Halloween one year. As soon as his tattoos crept up to his neck, yeah, it, yeah. it was like a, it was like a, a, like as they crept up, him and Randy Orton, yeah. the, the bigger the tattoos got, the, the worse knew, they wrestled. You knew the more meth they were consuming, right? Yeah. Well, Randy Orton just, I, I just really think he mails it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the number one paycheck getter in that in that company. Absolutely. Um, one thing about Cody Rhodes' match that I, you brought up, Randy uh, Orton, he did my favorite move that is not like a power move at all, the power slam, off oh, the yeah. ropes. I love that. Um, Randy Orton does a great one, but Goldust does the best one. Yeah, and the, the quick, the the like that the snap power slam yeah. right off the uh, the ring. Uh, where it's ropes. like they well, yeah. Uh, Goldust does it where his feet don't even touch yeah. the ground, and it's and he almost does it close to a finisher. Yeah, that's and so Randy good. Orton's is real fast too, and he yeah. gets it from anywhere. Yeah, they're my favorite moves. That's one of my favorite moves. I would love to do that. <laughs> uh, but that's our all in first wrestling uh, review. Yeah, maybe maybe more to come. Maybe we'll sure. do some other ones if we uh, maybe a Royal Rumble. That'd be fun to see uh, who comes out. Oh, it's in January, right? Uh, January or Survivor Series, one of November, maybe. I don't know. It's, I don't know. And I have. I literally have. This is the most wrestling I've watched in two years. Well, so. I'm glad we could bring it back. Yeah. Uh, but if you agree or disagree with our novice uh, wrestling yeah. review, uh, make sure to con- uh, connect with us on social medias, and that is uh, Instagram, the Galaxy Wars, Facebook, Galaxy Wars Podcast. Um, and we're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, all over the directories of the Galaxy Wars podcast. And most importantly, we are on Twitter at the Grays, T-H-E-G-R-Y-S. And if you can't spell or find that, look for the Galaxy Wars podcast. Until next time, we will be back with a, uh, a Predator review, I think, is next our next episode. We could talk heroes and villains, too. Yeah, we can talk that. Predator, we got a bunch of stuff. We're going to review Comic-Cons because I'm going to one next week. All right. Keystone Comic-Con. I'll be oh, there. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah.